The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. Today, we are going to talk about one of the biggest questions that authors ask, and that is how to launch a book. Launching a book and launching it well is critical because if you want word of mouth to, to work for your book, if you want your book to spread, you need a critical mass of people reading your book at the very beginning. If you don't have that critical mass, if you don't have enough people reading your book at the beginning, it could be the best book in the world and it may languish in obscurity. Maybe after you die, someone will dig it up and publish it and make a fortune, but you won't get to see that and we don't want that to happen. So we are going to be talking about how to launch a book. And in fact, um, we've created a book launch blueprint to help you do this. And this is a paid course. And I know a lot of you aren't going to go through that course. And so what we're going to do is we're going to overview the whole process for you today and really give you a big picture of how to launch your book, which I imagine uh, for many of you is all you need. You just need the big picture roadmap uh, to know how to do that. And I have a couple of very special guests uh, today. Joining me today is best-selling author Mary DeMuth, who's launched over 30 books of both fiction and nonfiction. And her books are currently in five different languages around the world. And she travels around the world uh, speaking to audiences who love her. And I'm also joined by James L. Rubart, who's, as you know, best-selling and uh, author who's won over five Christie Awards and our number one most frequent guest due to the fact that I co-host my other podcast with him and he's easy to get on the line. So Mary and Jim, welcome to the Christian Publishing Show. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> good, good to be here. So uh, let's just jump right into it. So this course is 21 days and I uh, broken into three weeks. And I want to talk about uh, those three weeks are get ready, get set, go. So the first week is all about preparing for the launch. Uh, why is this important? And Jim, what are we going to be talking about in that first day? Uh, what's what's important to know about launching your book day one? Well, first, first of all, I think people need to understand what marketing is is. And a lot of people will say marketing is PR or no marketing is paid ads or marketing is content. Well, all those things are marketing, but what we do is we break it down for people and we explain, especially to introverts, especially to that person who says, I hate the idea of marketing. I don't want to put myself out there. I'm uncomfortable with selling myself. And so we go through the foundations of what marketing is. And for the purpose of this program, Thomas, if you boil it all down, marketing is simply getting people to like you. Well, how do you get people to like you? You serve them. You take care of them. You don't make it about you. You make it about them. And when we explain this and we go through it in detail in the course and people realize, oh my gosh, marketing is simply being kind to people and taking care of people and giving them what they want and serving them. I can do that even as an introvert. So we start with that as a foundation, what marketing is, and then how to sell yourself. One of the things we do is we encourage people to find out their bigger why. Why are you doing this? What is the core motivation for you selling your book? Is it to improve their life or is it to make yourself famous? Is it to really give them encouragement and direction or is it to get rich? And most people I'm guessing listening right now are saying, no, it's about, I, I want to serve people. I want to help people. I want them to have a step up. And so once we get that mentality, marketing becomes a lot easier. And this is really key. And the reason why this is, we cover this in day one is that if this is out of sync 
all of the other days will be out of sync. If your motivations are unclear, if you're doing this out of pride or out of greed, your conscience will be sabotaging you (laughs) the whole time. When in reality, if you're doing this, if you're writing your book with correct motives, you have an obligation to the truth that God has given you to share it as broadly as possible. It is selfish and prideful to keep it to yourself and not to proclaim it, right? If, you know, if Jesus hadn't proclaimed the gospel, if the uh, disciples hadn't proclaimed the truth, if John the Baptist hadn't you know, been shouting to whoever would hear him, uh, that would have been wrong, right? He had an obligation to share the truth with everyone uh, who was there to listen. And so working through those motivations is the very first thing we talk about, and it's very important. The next thing we're going to talk about is how to develop your author brand. A lot of people do not understand that process. And really that, as you said, Thomas, is a foundational aspect of launching a book. Before you launch, you have to know who you are at your core and how that applies to your website and your Facebook posts and your tweets and all those things that go out. First of all, you have to understand your brand. And so we go into detail on how to discover that. And there's a four part process uh, that we take you through. And I'll give you that process right now. So here's the big picture. You look in the mirror and you ask, who am I? You look at your readers and you ask, who am I called to serve? Who has God called me to speak to? Uh, You look through your readers back at yourself. So you ask, what are my readers saying about me? And this is uh, more helpful if you already have some books out. And then finally, you look in your reader's mirror and you ask, what does my book and my message help readers say about themselves? Now, in day three, we talk about best-selling copy. Mary, uh, why is writing a good copy? What is it and why is it important? Well, um, this is not my strength, but uh, I sure love it when I see it well done. And Jim's really great at this, so he's teaching this particular model. But uh, copy editing and copywriting are super important. And what it is is just teaching uh, people how to write powerfully, simply, with visual, with picture, and uh, with uh, with gusto, and helping people to create the kind of messages that really resonate with your particular readers. And when you have gone through the branding exercise, which we've actually done recently with you, Thomas, um, you get to understand who you are. And then, um, as we mentioned earlier, understand who your reader is. And when you know yourself and you know your reader, you know what kind of sentences and, and uh, messages block bless them the most. And where this is useful, you may be like, well, but my book's already written. You know, why am I learning this now? This is for the back cover of your book. This is for the blog posts that you write about your book. It's about the sales page for your book. It's about your Amazon page for your book. You want that language to really communicate powerfully uh, why someone uh, should write your book. And this can be helpful even if you're traditionally published. Uh, Traditional publishers will often use what you write as a starting point. And the farther you can get them as a starting point, the farther they will go with it. So if you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know why you should buy my book. You're really, as a, somebody who used to be a marketing director for a publisher, you're not making my job easy. <laughs> so don't do that. Uh, you want to make the job uh, for your publisher as easy as possible uh, so that they can do the best work for you as possible. And if you're self-published, you're it. Like you got to write this copy. And if, if this is done poorly, everything else uh, is harder because this affects the conversion rate, both in the store when somebody flips your book on the back and they read that little blurb, 
and your conversion rate in uh, Amazon, right? As people read the page, whether or not they're convinced to buy your book. Now, Mary, the next day we talk about a topic that you are, I think, like one of the foremost <laughs> experts on, and that is <laughs> how to build a rabid tribe of fans. This is about cultivating your fan base ahead of the launch. So uh, what are some quick tips on how to do that? Well, part of that does involve your messaging, what we just talked about. But uh, this means uh, looking at who you really want to bless and knowing what their needs are and giving them more of what they ask for. And uh, just to give a quick example, I used to, um, in my newsletter, so this I'm talking about my newsletter email distribution list, I used to repurpose content from about three or four years ago. I figured, you know, I've written all these blogs, I think like 2,500 blogs. I'll just start using what I've already written and I'll throw that in the newsletter and see what happens. Well, it was fine and the content was good. But one month I experimented and I just wrote the whole newsletter from scratch with my audience in mind. And I was also my particular tribe likes vulnerability. So I was super vulnerable. And the engagement with that particular email was probably a thousand percent higher than <laughs> I didn't measure it because I don't measure things, but uh, <laughs> it was so much higher, uh, noticeably higher than when I was just dumping content. And that's part of the importance of developing your tribe of fans is is giving them parts of yourself that they want, not in a, a you know an exploitive way or anything like that, but just in a, an appropriate way. All right, the next day, and this is perhaps the most important um, tactical thing in week one. So we've been talking lots of strategy, branding, knowing who you are, you know, cultivating a, a, a tribe of fans. But then it comes time to find Gideon's three hundred, the like core group that you are going to sneak into the was it the Midianites. Yes, Midianites. You're going to sneak into the camp of the bad guys, uh, which not really the bad guys, but these are the, the team that you're launching with. I'll just get straight to it. How do you cultivate a launch team? We're going to spend not one day uh, on this, but we actually have a bonus session on Saturday where we're going to go into this in even more depth. Uh, but I, let me just ask, what is a launch team? You need people around you. It's really difficult to do this alone. You need to develop a team. Some people call it a street team. It, it's people that you can go to and say, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. In some instances, it is boots on the ground. It is people who will be engaging on social media on their platforms and their blogs. It's people that will talk because word of mouth will always be the most powerful form of advertising. <clears throat> what a launch team can help you do is get that word of mouth going to much bigger uh, avenues and platforms and crowds than you could do on your own. And so if you have this team around you, they're not only going out and promoting your book for you, they'll also, if you develop the team right, give you great ideas that you might not have thought of that can explode your book beyond what you had done if you had brainstormed just with it yourself. A lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in college, I got into, wait for it, street preaching. I was a street <laughs> preacher. I was an open air preacher. I go to the street and just preach the gospel. And one of the things that we learned was that a crowd draws a crowd. If you're there preaching all by yourself, no one is going to 
be the first one to stop and listen because that's really awkward. But if there's a whole crowd gathering, people are curious about, gosh, what is this crowd uh, doing? And I suddenly started to understand part of perhaps part of the motivation of Jesus because he did a lot of open air preaching. He always had a crowd with him, right? He always had at least 12 people and and potentially a lot more who just follow him around. And so when he would start preaching, he already had that crowd that kind of started the process or primed the pump. It's the water in the pump that helps more water come out of the pump. And that's what uh, your launch team does for you. They're that initial crowd that helps other people feel more comfortable coming to the crowd. Because it's weird going to an empty room, right? No one wants to be the first one to go into an empty restaurant. They like it for somebody else to be there already. And we'll talk about exactly how to put that together uh, and, you know, very practical steps uh, in day five. And then in this bonus session, we have an interview. Mary, you interview. Who do you interview to talk about um, launch teams? Yeah, the queen, uh, Anna LeBaron. <laughs> she is an amazing person. And she is employed by many uh, major Christian publishers to do launch teams. She has an amazing story. And I don't want to give too much of it away because it's so amazing to listen to her talk about it, but she's probably one of the most passionate people about launching a book that you will ever know. All right. So that is all week one. So let's talk about week two of this 21-day process of developing a book launch blueprint. And I should say, for those of you who do go through the course, you'll have a document that you're building as you go through. Uh, that at the end, you have this really powerful uh, package of notes and plans uh, to put this into practice. Uh, But uh, week two is get set. So now we're putting all of the pieces in place. And we talk about on Monday, email. Uh, So this is a topic we'll be covering quite a bit in the future on Christian Publishing Show. We talk a lot about it on novel marketing, and that's because it is so important. The conversion rate on email is 10 times to 500 times higher than the conversion rate on social media. (laughs) So email is very powerful uh, for uh, selling a book. And uh, Jim, what are some of the things we're going to talk about? Uh, what's What are some important things to know about email marketing? Give us some, some highlights. One of the things that you need to know about email marketing is if someone has signed up for your list, they want to hear from you. A lot of authors have this list like, gosh, should I really email? And I, I'm not sure I want to do it too frequently. And gosh, should I do it, you know, four times a year? If they have given you their email address, they do want to hear from you. They look forward to hearing from you. And some authors look at their open rate and go, well, they're just not opening that often. Well, that could be because people are busy. And that could be because a lot of email comes in. But the first thing to realize is these people do want to hear from you. We're going to talk about how to build your list if your book is a ways out. Somebody says, yeah, my book isn't launching for six months or nine months. Wonderful. We will teach you how to grow that list so that by the time your book does launch, you'll have a lot of people to talk to about it. We're going to talk to you about how to email specifically around your launch date because the the strategies for doing an ongoing email list are different during the weeks leading up to and the weeks after your book launches. So we'll give you specific strategies on that. And gosh, not time to go into all the details, but we're, we're essentially we'll teach you how to make your email list one of your most powerful marketing tools. And a pro tip, uh, a couple of real quick pro tips on email. One is that let's say you normally send your email out once a month, uh, which is not a bad uh, pace, uh, especially if you're busy. uh, Weekly, though, can also work depending on 
um, how prolific you are as an author, but let's say you're sending an email out once a month, you can send it at a higher frequency around your launch and people are okay with that. In fact, they're expecting that. And it's kind of like if I'm signed up for a a Christian writers conference and they email me once a month or maybe once a quarter during the off season, I'm okay with that. But when it comes time to buy tickets, I want more than one email, right? Like if the early bird deadline is coming up, I want several emails about that. And you won't see an increase in unsubscribes if there is a good, obvious reason for an increase of frequency and an obvious um, expectation that that, this increase in frequency will stop, right? So your book launch is coming out. Maybe you send two or three emails, uh, you know, the week ahead of your book being released on Amazon. That's okay because they know, okay, once the book is released and it's out there, the frequency will likely go back to normal. And just this one thing can equal dozens or hundreds of additional book sales. So it's very valuable uh, to keep in mind. And we'll go into a lot more uh, about email uh, in the course. Uh, Mary, the next day we're talking about building a media calendar. Uh, What is a media calendar and how do you build one? Uh, with sticks and uh, t- nails and <laughs> tape and glue and <laughs> usually duct tape that usually does everything. Uh, yeah. So I actually physically do this. You can um, ov- obviously do it electronically as well. And, and I actually do it in both places, but this is where you, you have a calendar and you write down the things that you're going to do um, during your launch. So, and during before and after, so you'll say, um, Okay, I've got these seven radio interviews. Instead of listing them, place them on your calendar so you can see and block out time. Uh, I have often told people that, you know, you think, oh my gosh, it took me so long to write my book. It was so hard to do. And then I say, well, it takes as much energy, if not more, to launch a book than it does to write a book. And no one listens to me and they don't believe me. But once they're in the middle of it and they're creating their media calendar and all the things that they need to do, they realize that I was telling the truth. So please listen. It's true. And this is really valuable when it comes to PR. So when we're talking about media, we're talking about radio interviews and TV interviews and being able to schedule those out. So a well-done media calendar is actually restful because you're spacing out all your interviews and you're not like killing yourself with six interviews all in one day. And it also helps you identify gaps. Uh, But one of the things we'll talk about is the importance of scheduling rest into your calendar. So it's like today I'm not doing any interviews. I'm not doing any book promotion efforts. I'm resting uh, so that I can hit this uh, strongly again tomorrow or after a few days. All right. uh, So the third day uh, in week three, so I guess this would be Wednesday, we're going to talk about Amazon. So this is our one uh, day where we're, it's all dedicated to Amazon, how to om- uh, optimize your Amazon page. And believe it or not, even if you're traditionally published, understanding this can be uh, very powerful. Yeah, so what categories you're in on Amazon is really important. It's, it's important to be in three very different kind of categories. You want to be in a stretch category, a good fit category, and an easy to win category. And you want to have as much diversity in your parent categories as possible. And uh, this is uh, something that you you know, if you're doing research on this, it's something that your publisher will very much want to hear your thoughts on, and they can very easily tweak the categories. And if you are able to make a case for what categories you think you should be in, uh, they'll be able to put you in. And if you're indie, again, this is on you. Uh, this is also where your cover comes in, your back cover copy comes in. Uh, another important thing here, and this is something a lot of people overlook, and we're going to talk about it quite a bit, is what's called your also bots. 
you want clean also bought. So if you go to an Amazon page, it will say sponsored books related to this book. And then there will also be customers who bought this book, also bought this other book. And your very initial purchases help influence these also bots. And you want these books to be related to your book. For a while, one of my also bots on my Christian uh, dating and relationships book was a secular um, like anti-Christian book. And I was like, no, somebody bought both books at the same time. And it gave the branding and the whole look of my book. It just made it look a little off. Uh, and so you can influence this and in, in working with your launch team influences this. So, so something to keep in mind. And then another aspect of your Amazon page that we're going to talk about is reviews. Now, you want your reviews to look good, but not too good, right? You don't want this to be fake dentures where the one teeth is way wider than all the other teeth. You want it to blend in. Uh, And the the biggest uh, pro tip here uh, we'll give you right here on the podcast, and that is have your launch team buy your book on Amazon. Um, Amazon has changed their uh, rules. And if somebody gets a free book in exchange for the review, uh, Amazon will delete that uh, review often. And um, they're very good at finding that out. And even if they don't delete it, they will suppress it. They'll push that review down to the bottom, especially if it comes in all at once, like how a launch team typically will do it. So how do you fix that? You have your launch team buy a copy of the book. And that way, it's a verified purchase review. And that is what you want. You want lots of verified purchase reviews. And again, this goes back to Gideon's 300. You want a small launch team of people who are so excited about you and so excited about your book that they are willing to buy your book on Amazon so that that review looks really good. One more thought is if some of these things Thomas is talking about is they're kind of going over your head and you're going, what stretch category? What are you talking about? We encourage you to go to Amazon Author Central and Google it. And there are videos that will teach you how to use it. And Amazon has great resources. Even if you are traditionally published, there is so much information that Amazon can give you on sales, regions of the country, day-by-day sales. It's really fascinating. And I find that a lot of of authors, and you don't have to be tech savvy to do this. Even Mary and I can do this (laughs) with our... uh, (laughs) Our lack of of technical savvy, seriously, they've made it easy. So take some time to explore the tools that Amazon is giving you for free that it, that's just right there for you. All right, so we're we're running out of time, and we have so much more to cover. so i'm gonna I'm gonna race through a, a few of these. Um, website. We spend a day talking about uh, your website and how to have a good website. If I could just give you one tip, uh, and you'll notice this tip applies to a lot of these elements. Your website needs to serve your readers. There needs to be a benefit to your readers in your website. And understanding who your website is for and the different kinds of readers is really important. So your website's not just uh, for people who want to buy your book. It's also for people who are curious. It's about it's for journalists, right? You want to have a page on your website for journalists who are thinking about whether or not they should interview you. Sometimes the presence of a media kit alone can make the difference of whether or not you get booked for a radio interview. I used to have a radio show. And this is one of the things, often the first thing I would look for when I'd go to somebody's website, trying to decide whether or not to interview them. Do they have a media kit? Are they media savvy? And then finally on uh, Friday, we'll talk about guest blogging, how to get good guest blog um, spots on popular websites, what websites not to go with. Oh, so much there. Okay, (laughs) so now let's talk about Go. This is the third week. And... um, of our blueprint and it's focused all about uh, the launching, the actual launching of your book. And on Monday we talk about the psychology 
of a book launch and the three things that a good book launch uh, leverages. Jim, what are those three things? The three things are about urgency. How do we create a sense of you need to buy the book now? Number two, scarcity. How, it, you know, this happens again and again and again at Christmas time where the hottest toy is the one that nobody can get and it's all sold out. And so how do we create that sense of scarcity for our books? And then secondly, popularity. Birds of a feather tend to flock together. Another word, Thomas was talking earlier about if there are a lot of people buying the book, then even more people buy the book. And so how do you create that momentum so that um, the crowd is listening to the speaker? So the crowd will now grow, grow bigger. How do we create that crowd? On Tuesday of the third week, we're going to talk about Goodreads. Uh, Goodreads is really important. Uh, in some ways, it's the most important social network for book launches and for authors because it is all about books. And you may be like, oh, well, Goodreads isn't that popular. You know, Facebook has, you know, so many more users. And while that's true, Facebook is much bigger. Who are the kind of people on Goodreads? They are super readers, the kind of person who reads dozens or hundreds of books every year and the kind of person whose friends go to them for book recommendations. In other words, these are the people you want to make friends with. These are the people you want excited about your book. And um, and so spend some time on Goodreads. Uh, and, and I would encourage you to start building your Goodreads profile right now. Uh, you don't have to go through the course uh, to get into Goodreads. Although if you do go through the course, we will walk you through you know specific techniques and tactics to help make it as easy as possible. All right, Mary, let's talk about launch day. We talk about this on Wednesday. Uh, what is the, uh, tell us about why this day is important in some ways of maximizing the actual like cart open the day of your launch? Well, I, I feel like a lot of us forget to celebrate. We've done all of this work. We've created this book. We've worked on launching the book, you know, in the pre stages of it. And today is the day to celebrate. Consider taking the day off if you have another job uh, that actually pays <laughs> and uh, <laughs> take that day off and celebrate and, um, you know, maybe have some Facebook lives and are hosting some sort of like online launch party or an in real life launch party. Uh, this is the day to celebrate. And um, I've had a lot of really great experiences. One of the launch days I did was a party uh, that I wrote a novel that was set in my hometown that I live in. And so we had this big party in this really amazing house and yard and like officials from uh, my city came and uh, we had it was catered it was amazing and so yeah and but you could also do something simple that was kind of more outlandish but um, yeah there's lots of cool things you can do on launch day and we give you all those ideas in the course and I will say my launch party for my book was one of the highlights of my entire life because uh, writing the blog post that led to the book and the book was so difficult and the amount of hate that I had to wrestle with and opposition that I had to wrestle with that being at that party and being surrounded by people who were genuinely enthusiastic about what I was trying to do and about the change that I was trying to bring in the world was just so rewarding. I can't even put words to it. it. It made it all worth it. It was like, this was worth it. And my health had taken a hit. Like it was so difficult writing this book and, and launching this book. And that launch party really was very uh, fun. And since my book was on dating and relationships, the launch party was a dance. So we had a dance floor. <laughs> we did it at my church and um, we had, you know, 1950s swing music and everyone had a lot of time. And I just sat on the side and signed books for people and sold books. And it was, it was really great. And I was next, sitting next to me actually, um, 
was a young woman who <laughs> later became my wife. So it was, it was a great day. <laughs> so anyway, um, the next day after this, we talk about how to nail media interviews. Mary, I know you, you've been on TV, you've been on CNN. Uh, give us a couple of quick tips. I know we go into a lot of depth in the course, but give us some quick tips on media interviews and how to do well when you're on Fox News being asked about your book. <laughs> yeah, because it, it actually can happen. And um, of course, the best tip is to always be a practicer, to practice how you sound, to watch what you... I hate doing this, but I do it. I force myself to watch myself on the media formats that I'm on just to see, you know, what's my posture? How am I interacting? And the best thing to, to know is how to truly not let your nervousness Trump being yourself. Um, what they really want is they want an expert. And so you already have that content. But if you're really stressed out and nervous and unpracticed, then that's going to show through more. It's kind of like when you go watch a speaker and they're bad and you the whole time as someone in the audience, you're stressed out because they're so <laughs> bad. So you don't want that for your audience. You want to be a blessing to the host and you want to have good information, but you also want to override your trauma or your fear of being in front of the camera. All right. And then we also talk about um, the days after the launch. So, you know, the few weeks after your launch, because the launch isn't just one day, it's this whole process. But going back to what Mary was talking about, the work in week one, uh, figuring out who you are and the copywriting and your core message, that will help you in the media interview. If you understand how to communicate uh, your book in a single sentence, that may be the sentence that ends up in the news, because I've, I've been interviewed, uh, you know, on television, you know, news, and they'll do this big, long interview, and only one sentence or two sentences, you know, just a soundbite, actually make it onto the television. And uh, I will tell you, what makes it onto the television is your most cogent sentence. <laughs> so if you know how to control what your most cogent sentence is and plan it ahead of time, you can sometimes know what will actually make it into uh, the TV at the end. Um, so you may be like, oh, that first week that sounded, that wasn't launch stuff. That was branding stuff. It's like, no, that is important. <laughs> and there's a reason why we start with the get ready week. Uh, so just briefly, uh, let, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the course. Uh, it starts February 11th, and it goes through March 1. Um, this course, we're going through it together. So everyone is doing day one together. We're doing the homework together. There's a secret Facebook group only for attendees of the course, uh, and you're going to share your ideas with each other and maybe help each other launch your book uh, when the book launch day comes, because the Facebook group will continue to exist. And it's a great way to build relationships uh, with other authors who are at a similar um, place uh, to you. And uh, you'll have perpetual access to all of the classes. So even while, so while the course happens and everyone gets day one at the same time and day two at the same time, two years from now, you can still go back and watch you know, the, the uh, session on email, right? You're like, oh, I want to, you know, make sure I'm doing everything with email correctly. You can go back and watch that one if you want. Or if you skipped it, you know, something happened, you can go back and watch it. Uh, and so you'll have lifetime access to the material. You'll have lifetime access to the course. And it is cheaper than flying out to a writer's conference. You can get the whole thing for $4.99. And we do hope that you join us. This is exclusive and it is uh, for serious authors. So this is not for hobbyists. This is for authors who see this as an investment. And so we realize it's not for everyone and that's okay. And we hope that this episode has been helpful in kind of giving you the big picture. And if you're on a tight budget, everything we talked about, you can 
Google and find blog posts on how to do it. And some of these things, we have episodes of Novel Marketing where we walk through uh, how to do it. And, and all of that is free. So, I, um, But we would really love it if you would join us on this course because I think, uh, actually, I know because this is not the first time we've done it. We've done it before and we got incredible feedback from our students that it was so helpful for them. They're like, finally, I understand how to do it. Because uh, Somebody walked with me step-by-step step through it. And um, during the three weeks, Mary, Jim, and I are in there coaching you. So it's not just training, it's also coaching. And answering your questions and brainstorming with you. And that's one, I think, one of the best aspects of the course is we are there, right? Because have you ever taken a course? It's like, I would love to ask the instructor a question about that. Give me some more details. Well, that's exactly what we give you on every component of the course. The chance to ask a question, clarify, and get insight from us. If you're desperate for a mentor to help you sell more books at your next book launch, this is it. This is your chance. Uh, but you won't just get one mentor. You will get three mentors, each with a different area of expertise. <laughs> so uh, if you think of yourself as the protagonist going through the adventure, there's the, you know, the three mentors who teach you something different about yourself and a, different about your quest. And that's what this course uh, will provide. And if it doesn't provide that, there's a money back guarantee. So uh, there's no risk to you. If you're unhappy, just let us know in 30 days. We can just click a button and refund you. Uh, we do hope to see you there. You can find out more at booklaunch.fun. So www.booklaunch.fun. And as always, thank you so much for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.